This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and this short episode is, is an interview with Cottage Talk co-host Emilio Donnell on Love Sport Radio Saturday night. Emilio shared his view on the very disappointing loss for Fulham to Crystal Palace on the score with James Sherwood and Richard Lee. Thank you again to Love Sport Radio for having Emilio on. Here's the interview. Uh, we are taking it back to the phones now to talk all things Fulham. We've got Emilio Dinello from the Cottage Talks podcast. Uh, not a great day at the office for the Cottagers. Hello, Emiliano. Hello, Emilio, guys, sorry. How are you doing? <laughs> Emilio, yeah, well, I started you know, adding our one. Are with, our thoughts are with Emiliano, to be totally honest. I think it, it's abject performances like today at Fulham that puts everything into perspective. You know, we worry about our teams underperforming, playing poorly. The, uh, we see the other side of football where... All the fans at Cardiff and Bournemouth are coming together to to, to commemorate, you know, a guy who didn't play for his club. So yeah, just two sides of football today, you know. It's, uh, so yeah, we were abject today, unfortunately, um, to say the least. Palace are a very average side, to say the least, and we made them look like world beaters. So very, very <laughs> disappointing. It's very disappointing. Yeah, of course. Uh, Palace only scoring six uh, goals at home this season <laughs> until today. Uh, Fulham. The, the problems are obvious, mate. The amount of goals you conceded, 55 mm. now in the league. Is it realistic to think that you can stay up? Um, I was, I'm, I, people who know me well, I'm, a, I'm always the optimist in, in the minority of Fulham fans. You know, I always keep believing. But, you know, after Tuesday's second half performance, there was, there was hope. But we have to take that positive second half performance and get a result here at Palace. Certainly not lose, but certainly give, put, put a fight there. And to be honest, in the first half, we actually were controlling the ball. After the, after the penalty incident, well, I thought we were controlling the ball quite well. We were passing it quickly and putting Palace on the back foot. But as soon as that needless penalty was given away, that was it. We, so we sat back, had nothing to offer going forward. We lost our confidence. And to be honest, we offered very, very little. But I, I'm struggling to see a way out now. I thought if we could, get a, we could have got a win today, there would have been hope. That two wins on the, on the bounce, that would give you confidence. But, you know, it's one step back and two steps forward. And we've got... Just, Difficult set of matches coming up. I can't see where the next win is going to come from, to be honest. So, um, so it's looking like it's over, but it's still, it's still what, another 13 or so games left. So 
let's keep fighting to the end and you never know miracles do happen yeah well, you touched on the fact some tough fixtures i guess mm. and the biggest disappointment brilliant during the week to come back to score four mm. goals and the the fact that this game today you win this game today and you're within four points of palace of course they're now yeah. 10 points above and it just would have felt like you were that much closer and looking at the run you got coming up man united at home west ham away southampton away then chelsea at home I guess those two in the mm. middle there, West Ham away, Southampton away. However you do it, over the next four games, you need to pick up at least six points, you would have to say, exactly. in order to be exactly. there or thereabouts. I mean, there's still a chance. I guess with Fulham, they are that, that kind of team where with some of the quality they've got within the team, it wouldn't be beyond them to go to West Ham and pick up a victory, would it? No, not at all. And again, you look on paper, you look on the squad, you know, you, you know we were all asked doing a show the other day and we were all saying the players that we purchased in the summer, we turned a clock about six months ago, we were all quite excited what the future held in, you know, held in store for this season. But just things just weren't clicking. You know, Kanovic tried his, his, win, his formula, winning formula in the championship. That didn't work. Ranieri was brought in, not necessarily to play the attractive football, but to keep us up in his division. And, you know, admittedly we've done a little bit better, but I don't think we've made the giant steps forward that we were expecting. And, you know, the plays are not being fancy. So Sessegnon just baffles me why he wasn't even given half an hour today. You know, Babel was struggling. Session would be the perfect player to bring on board, but he didn't even get one minute on the on the pitch today. So the players on paper look good, but they're all devoid of confidence. And you know, when you're getting kicked in the teeth and not the manager doesn't fancy you, then you've got a problem, to be honest. But the players on on paper look strong, and we've got a good squad. But it's just not it's just not gelling, and you know, either playing very negative at times. But Renier, you know, his formula is keep it tight, go into half time, not losing the game. And then start to push on 10 yards up the pitch in the second half and try to be a little bit more expansive. But today, we, we went backwards. As soon as we conceded that free kick, uh, that penalty, we offered absolutely zero. You know, how can you have 62% possession in the game yet have no shots on target? That sums up our day, really. Yeah, I was going to ask about how the game played out, uh, particularly with regards to the fact that you had uh, such extensive possession. Uh, I mean, mm. was, was the penalty uh, stone cold one? And how much did it change the way in which Fulham approached the game? Um, I think it was just Christie's well, probably our weakest link in that. And we needed to strengthen the transfer window in the right-back position. We didn't. And, you know, he needlessly you know, jumped for the ball with Benteke and had his hand raised. So it was a stonewall penalty. There's no question about that. But even if we look earlier in the game, Mitrovic missed, you know, what in his in the eyes would have been a very good chance. He should have scored early on. That could have been a different story. That was a turning point for me. Mitrovic not taking his early chance. So was that and a nil-nil? That was a nil-nil. Right. And normally, you know, we don't score, we don't win away from home, not even score away from home. So to gone ahead early on, away to Palace with that momentum, I think that would have, that would have pushed us on. But he missed that very good chance. Christie gave away a stupid penalty. Um, and from then it was backwards. We just offered nothing. Seri in midfield and was giving the ball away too cheaply. Our full-backs weren't getting the ball into, the, into Mitrovic or crossing from, from wide positions. It just was lacklustre. You know, Mitrovic, poor guy. You know, he was lost up there on his own. He was absolutely lost and he had no service. And, you know, you're not playing to your strengths. You use the guy. Play it long at times. Miss it back. He's a bully. Look what he did against Brighton on Tuesday. He bullied a very organised and strong Brighton defence. Um, but today he had zero service and that was a the difference. There. We just weren't heads dropped after that penalty went in. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I just think the keeper maybe kept the score down, our keeper. Yeah. He's an interesting one. I want to touch on him in a second, but I want to touch on Ranieri, really. Your your mm. thoughts on him, the general consensus on Ranieri. I mean, is he the man to drive Fulham forward long term? 
Um, not long term, you know. I think I think when he was when we was brought in, it was very much just. A, I think it was a short term option. Let's keep keep the club in the division, pull us off, pull us away from you know the relegation zone. But that hasn't quite worked out, and you know a lot of fans are on his back. I'm seeing a lot of Twitter polls on there with a majority wanting him to go. He won't be there for the championship. I'm not sure getting rid of him now is the right thing to do. Maybe let's try playing some of our younger players, give them the chance. Get their, you know, give them some confidence because if they're going to get relegated, at least start to enjoy playing our football, whether we win or lose. At least we can say we've given it a go. But at the moment, his tactics, you know, are sort of up and down. You know, against Brighton in the second half, we were unbeatable. I Today, guess they, you know, any team could have beaten us. And Crystal Palace, no, dif- no disrespect to them, are not a very good side. Yet they made us look, you know, very, very poor, and we made them look very good. And I guess if uh, relegation does happen, the, the difficulty is whoever's going to be at the helm, it's going to be a completely different team next year again isn't it so you've had a, a huge exactly. influx of players this year it'll be a mass exodus in the summer and an unrecognisable Fulham team once again exactly I think if there's any positive from this relegation compared to five years ago is that we have a lot of assets there so if we were to sell inevitably sell some of our biggest assets there's a lot of money that we can wisely invest the question is who invests in the players we, you know our director of football you know Tony Khan the son of the owner on paper, hasn't really signed the best players in the world. You know, they haven't delivered this season. So, but there's still some valuable assets there. If we were to sell the likes of Sessegnon, Mitrovic, Kearney, etc., and we can build on and have a two-year plan to get out of the championship. I'm not sure we will get out first time around, but other teams have done it, so maybe we can. But we, I can't see how we're going to retain the likes of Sessegnon for another season or two. Mitrovic will obviously want to play in the Premier League. Seri and Kearney will probably want to play for another team. So, you know, it will be a new team to your point, but I think we have to start again, find a new coach and build from scratch and hopefully have a, a nice system like Jokanovic did. That system took two or three seasons to work out. So fans have to be patient. I think that's the key if we get relegated. Well, Emilio, thanks so much for that insight on the performance today. Mm. Doesn't really sound like Fulham were at it and it's going to be a long, difficult season. And then also that could knock on to the following season. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.